Welcome to the Skill Shop Pincast, episode 56. I'm Graham. I'm Kayla. And go ahead. Yeah. I'm Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> we have a reoccurring guest here, Bobby Conover. Joined the gun a little bit there. Oh, yeah. no worries. Hi, guys. I mean, hey. you're old pro, so, you know, you just want to get right in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bobby Conover is joining us uh, for the Two Timer Club. Mm-hmm. Who's in that club other than me? Jeez, um, well, Brad and Gordon are in the Three Timer Club. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're the only Three Timer Club, right? Yeah, I th- I think so. I think that's correct. And uh, we've got Michael Adcock in the On two twice, times. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, we've got... Was that just one and you split it into two because it was so long? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. You could make it a podcast out like... of one of his Facebook posts. Right. Just it... read it. Just dic- read it aloud. And uh-huh. then, yeah. That's not the worst idea in the world. Like four <laughs> Michael, if you're, if you're listening, Michael, you've already got the content for a podcast. So <laughs> I love Michael, but it's funny because sometimes we'll try to chat privately and the, the it's novels. he just just it's novels. like a tsunami and i'm like i can't even respond because it would take me an hour to address every single point <laughs> yeah but i love that i just always tease him i'm just like you have an issue with brevity don't you yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know i think there is there's a, a an astonishingly small amount of two timers i feel it was jordan semro on twice or did he just talk about a second time oh that's a good point I'm i think sure. he talked to us about a second time we just haven't gotten to it well, I'm honored. Oh, Dan Halligan. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. For the Northwest show. show. And mm-hmm. yes, you should be honored. And we are also honored. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> Tell us about the last two years of your life. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's all a blur. I fixed a lot of broken wires. <laughs> oh, I bet. What's oh. your favorite color of wire to fix? <laughs> <laughs> uh, red with a blue stripe. I think. Nice. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, that's a good. Sounds like good toothpaste. Choice. Mm-hmm. Um, you you were on one of our first episodes, Bobby. Uh, mm-hmm. Operation episode five. Mm-hmm. It's a classic from the Skillshot Pincast Vault. We barely knew what we were doing then. We sure don't now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a lot more smooth now. I mm-hmm. think. Oh, thank you. That's nice to hear. Mm-hmm. And uh, we we threw Bobby for a loop because, uh, as we've mentioned on the show, uh, Skillshot Studios has moved uh, yeah, many s- times. Mm-hmm. Twice now. This is the third one. Then this is the third one, and then also it used to be upstairs right. in this right. house. So, so this is like. Technically, 3.B. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 3.1, 3.1, Interesting. B. Yeah. Well, Bobby, you've got a lot going on. That's why we've got you on the couch today. Yeah. Uh, you just pulled back the curtain really hard there. That's right. And it's... I also wanted to mention, not only, not only do we have Bobby uh, on the couch, but we also have him in the router corner. Yeah. I am. I'm surrounded mm-hmm. by routers. <laughs> trying not to bump anything. Um, and I am a router, as Kayla just pointed out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I have a lot going on. It's it's totally overwhelming, honestly, and I'm I'm kind of in the eye of the uh, storm right mm-hmm. now because I spent a, a very intense few months working on games for one place, mm-hmm. and that's kind of kind of winding down, and it, it's going to hit me again in about oh, another week or so. Here, oh, I'm going to have to hit the next the next wave of uh, just mass game preparation for the new location, which is the one I just. Finish, sort of finished, kind of have to do a few more things for is Coindexter's mm-hmm. in Greenwood. And then the next one I'm going to be doing is uh, Full Tilt Capitol Hill, finally. That's so exciting. Long away. Finally. Mm-hmm. And this, for anyone keeping track, this is the first new Full Tilt in six years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. And there have been about 10 that have almost Man. happened. <laughs> so yeah. I will say, if it doesn't end up happening, it wouldn't totally shock me. But it seems as 
locked in as possible. I mean, there was press point. on like the Seattle, Seattle yeah. Weekly or something like that. Like, There's press. They have mm-hmm. the keys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a yep. pretty much more or less turnkey uh, type of takeover. There's not a not a lot of remodeling that's going to yeah. happen. So it's in so, the building of an old Starbucks, right? Like a weird Starbucks building. Like a weird Starbucks. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I honestly have never really been to starbucks i don't know a lot about this but mm-hmm. i guess some people might know about some experiment they did where they were having like i think it was sort of like pseudo bars like they have wine and stuff mm. like that i don't know if all starbucks do no they but... yeah they uh, i actually know well we don't need to talk about it too much yeah, yeah. but i briefly worked for starbucks headquarters so i know oh. a little too much about this sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> were you there at the launch at this weird cafe bar thing i sure wasn't but mm-hmm. i was i was in the building when they finally unveiled their 20 years in the making instant coffee Ooh. oh yeah a big deal. <laughs> not mm-hmm. so instant if you ask me <laughs> i know right <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and this this is only a block or so from the the uh notorious ill-fated um uncle ike's slash oh, yeah. full tilt oh. collaboration thing that sort of was talked about never happened that would yeah. be bizarre <laughs> which oh, is yeah. now just an uncle ike's uh, yeah. right down the street yeah uncle ike's cream mm-hmm. <laughs> i think they, I, I probably shouldn't speak too loosely about this but oh, I, I do think that full tilt wanted to try to get ice cream into their shops and they and you would, can't like you can't serve food would they oh, put weed okay. in the ice cream no but yeah, that's, that's the thing is they couldn't even have non-weed ice cream from what i understand no i mean like have yeah. ike's yeah. come into full tilt I don't know. I don't know for what the, the For the non-Seattle <laughs> listeners, Uncle Ike's is a weed dispensary. I, mm-hmm. I think that's uncharted territory for mm-hmm. uh, the Washington Liquor and Marijuana yeah. Control mm-hmm. Board or whatever they call it. Well, they make um, candies and sweets out of TV, THC. That's true, but I think serving it in or oh, yeah. serving it in establishment as opposed to selling Buying it retail. Yeah, yeah. Right. I think that's the crux there. But we're talking about uh, just to anybody that doesn't know exactly where we're talking about. This is along 15th Avenue yeah. in Capitol Hill. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Okay. And um, I haven't actually been into the building since it closed at mm-hmm. Starbucks, so I haven't started to map it out as far as what I'm going to do. Mm. I do know that it's twenty over 2,500 square feet, and so it should allow for a lot of cool stuff. But it all depends on what layout they want, how much seating they want, uh, and those sorts of things. Is there an upstairs to it? It kind of looked like it had two stories. I think it's just super high ceilings. Okay. Um, That's cool. But yeah, it'll it'll be cool. I'm pretty excited about it. And I like that it's like a little bit off the beaten path because especially from my perspective, I have to come in and park all the time and Mm -hmm. work on things. And I was, I've never really relished the idea of uh, having to park on Broadway or anything like that. No, it's terrible. Yeah, Yeah, no, that's a great location for Full Tilt because Mm -hmm. it's like, it's still a, it's a vibrant part of the neighborhood, but it's not right in the... Uh, crosshairs of the Capitol Hill bar crowd mm-hmm. per se. Exactly. Yeah. And, and enough it, people live there that they're going to walk by it plenty of times. Isn't mm. it? And this shows what I know because I guess everyone's clued into this but me. But apparently there's some very popular restaurant that's right next door. Oh, Ooh. yeah. That, no, I don't it's know. Like Sorry. Something with a single Graham, Google word that. that begins with an <laughs> S, I think. Well, I don't know. But a couple of people I've told who really know about, about uh, restaurants have been like, dude, that's next door to like the, the trendiest hipster restaurant and it's I'm gonna, on it it's mm. gonna kill it's gonna just kill so, so you gotta get an inn over there if you can like swap out like yeah. our pinball play and a couple pints for, <laughs> for like an hors d'oeuvre or something exactly I, I mean we used to have a good uh relationship with um Pagliacci's pizza mm-hmm. no pizza ragazzi on on in the u district i would just bring over a pint and they'd give me a couple slices of pizza and we just had a little trade 
Yeah, totally. I do get the benefits sometimes, and I always feel a little bit weird about it. Mm-hmm. Like, because, you know, in Ballard, there are some places that know me as, as a full tilt person, so they'll give me, like, the industry discount. I'm like, oh, I'm sure. not really an industry person. You're not, person. but you're associate. You're right. the industry adjacent. Exactly. Yeah. So I'll That's take it. Mm-hmm. Did you figure it out over there? I, I'm on it, but uh, I'm, I'm a little unclear as to what are, what are the cross streets, Bobby? Oh, God. I don't. I actually don't know offhand. Hmm. This is... If it's an S name that's a hip place, maybe Smith. Smith. That's Smith. It. Yep. Yeah. Okay. That's a popular. Never heard decent, of it. Decent joint. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. Yeah. But yeah, so it, it's, uh, it's exciting. I wish I could get into like, oh, there will be this many games mm-hmm. and blah, blah, but I don't you know. You really don't know until you get in there. I don't. Mm. Um, and also, as always, I do arcade games as well. So mm-hmm. that's a huge part of it. And it's a you know, a major concern, especially for full tilt because you get a lot of birthday parties. Yeah. Um, the arcade games are, are pretty much equal to the pinball in earnings. Mm-hmm. And so that's great. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. It's actually, honestly at Coindexter's it's the same way so far. So, um, well, I feel like they don't shoehorn themselves into being a pinball or an arcade bar with that name. Right. So. They, they definitely approached me wanting to be a pinball bar. Mm hmm. And I was, that's I had, what's hot. yeah, it is. And that's, that's what they know. And I kind of had to go, you know, just so you know, arcade games are really good. And I have yeah. all these reasons why, um, they may, break less often. Well, especially for me. Yeah, yeah. They're great. But, but on top of that, the, you just, you kind of want to have something for everybody. Yeah. And, uh, there are a lot of people who won't play pinball, but they will play the four player Pac-Man machine. Mm-hmm. Or they oh, will they play love that. A driving machine or they will play or a, a yeah, or a light gun game. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you want to really just try to hit every possible avenue. And some people will only play ice cold beer yeah, um, or whatever it may be. Skee-ball is another mm-hmm. great example. Mm-hmm. So we have a skee-ball there and that's doing really, really well. I feel like I'm back at Todd McCullough's house. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny too, because I, I can kind of see, I know no one wants to hear this, but I can see why operators drifted away from pinball and mm-hmm. towards redemption games and things like that. It's much more lucrative. The ski ball makes about as much as about four good earning pinball machines wow. in a week. Wow. And it requires like almost zero maintenance. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so it's like, and it costs way less, by the way. So it's like hmm. everything works in its favor for oh, me. Oh, that's so interesting. I'm like, I like this a lot. But the thing is, you can't have just one. You kind of have to have everything. Yeah. So you pay your dues. You put in the time fixing the pinball machines and stuff like that. And then you also get those games like Ski Ball mm-hmm. and Pac Man 4 Player that just kind of rake it in. So um, well, it kind of makes sense because like with ski ball, it's very similar to pinball where you're taking a ball and you want it to go in a certain spot, mm-hmm. but you actually have a tangible ball and people know, okay, I'm going to get six shots at this or nine shots. Right. Mm-hmm. So like they're not pissed off when they get a bunch of zeros in a row and they're like, that game was so short. Right. But if you have them stand in front of a pinball machine and they're not so good at it, they drain right away and they're like, this is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Cause it could have been so much more. Yeah. Whereas with yeah. ski ball, no matter what you hole you, you get in, you're game. still rolling the ball down the thing nine times. Exactly. Yeah. The only variable is the points mm-hmm. yeah it's true so there's that 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 is wow. something i love about it too i mean the <laughs> this is so oppie of me but no, like no. you know it's <laughs> short games it's like 50 cents for 30 seconds mm-hmm. of play instead of r- several minutes um and so people, quick turnaround yeah quick turnaround people and people know, people feel like they get their money's worth oh yeah you know, they get to do a physical um you know it's exciting too i mean we were just at todd's house for sbl or i said i should say me but cl pinball league just made it met at todd's mm-hmm. and at the end of the night it was me todd like rod olsen and like 
um andrew nunez just playing skee ball for like a good 20 30 minutes it was yeah, really fun it's really good it's a great game so now of course i want skee balls in all my locations mm-hmm. it would never work at ballard because of the space but yeah. i do think we're going to try to get at least one in at the new place nice oh that's exciting but i don't have it yet so that's one of the many many things i have to figure out over the next three months because they've now actually set a date and they say it's opening on january 1st oh cool so um whatever i can prepare by then is what we're going to have so you I'm get gonna... some time yeah don't stress oh I'll, I'll do my best okay <laughs> <laughs> it's just well so another thing is that for coindexters i actually ended up con- condensing um, a few of my smaller locations two of my smaller locations like fitzgerald yeah so i i ended up pulling out of fitzgerald's oh, and, did you? Okay. and uh, push pole as well hmm. and they were they were both um they were you know the thing is that i've always wanted to have arcades really mm-hmm. I think everyone who does this really wants to have arcades. I never really envisioned myself as a route op with you know three games here, three games there. And I have done a lot of that. Um, it's just the amount of work you have to put in, the inconvenience of going way off to, to one place to fix three games. It's a yeah. little exhausting. And then you compare it to how much money they make, which is far less, because any destination location is going to be uh, going to have a lot more mm-hmm. play. Yeah, people are going there for the game. Exactly. Uh, just it doesn't add up. So when I saw this opportunity, it's it's you know it's too bad. I did like those locations. I like the people involved and everything. But mm-hmm. I think what I've always kind of been destined or, or you know envisioned myself doing and bought the games that uh, were best for and so on was was larger arcade locations. So um, yeah, that makes <clears throat> sense. So the the plan right now actually is because another thing is I've only had Full Tilt Ballard for the last six years mm-hmm. as a, as my main location. Um, so all that I know of my own abilities to keep things running smoothly come from that or that in a couple other small locations. Um, so essentially once, uh, Capitol Hill opens, I'll, I will have in six months time tripled my workload and oh, it's a little bit scary for me. I, I might have I'm, to hire a part-time tech. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm confident that I can pull it off. But I think that that's going to be this, the point at which I stop yeah. and at least uh, don't expand for, you know, a, a couple of years or so until I can get into the groove. And I might just stop, period, and just have those three and just make my rounds and go yeah, around Yeah, and just upgrade and, the machine. Yeah, just continue to make those better and mm-hmm. just call it good. Uh, and I think I would be happy with that. I think, and I think yeah. I would be making enough off of that to to make a good living. Yeah, if you get a nice um, income, then you can squirrel aside some money for like a... A new, brand new Stern game, or exactly, like, or like yeah. a special edition something. Yeah, and keep doing more of that. Kind of yeah. like Shorties. Mm-hmm. You know, they have this. Well, they have they have a lot of smaller locations, I guess, but they do have the one main one. They just buy every LE, mm-hmm. and of course, everyone wishes they could do that. Well, I mean, they're a giant. That's so. true. That's true. And they have a very successful bar. Right. Um, and then the staff that works the games, like they we're actually going to interview Ava out here soon with the shorties. So that, that's, that's going to be hope. an interesting yeah, story. Yeah, down a date. Yeah. Has he never been in here? No. No, he hasn't. Interesting. I but know we, we should have done it. That would be yeah. a great one. I would love to hear him mm-hmm. talk we, about that. Yeah, stuff. we just reached out, and uh, it'll probably be like late October. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the goal. Yeah. I'm going to be out of town for the last week of October, so it might be okay. early November. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm out of town for the last half of November. Oh, jeez. So, you know, <laughs> mark your calendar. I pigeonhole him in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that'll be interesting. I, I wonder, I don't know him very well. I wonder how much he'll open up about everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, he and I always have this kind of, this like relationship where we recognize each other and say, hello, how are you? Yeah. But that's about as far as it goes. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm excited to talk to him. 
Yeah, that'll be great. He is he is it right that he is not actually the original operator at Shorty's? I, I feel like Levi Lowe, uh, who used to manage Full Tilt. The redhead Levi. Right? Yeah, and he's worked with yeah. Shorties and gone to Shorties since the nineties. Mm-hmm. I feel like he told me that Marco Farrell actually oh, operated no yeah, for like huh. a year or two. Wow. At Shorties. Kinda like that's gonna be the the legend of Full Tilt Ballard one day. Right. It's like remember <laughs> the time <laughs> that Marco Farrell overrated. <laughs> it's funny the game. <laughs> because they, they still use some of those pictures sometimes right. in, for press. Yeah, yeah. Huh. And it'll be like, come on down. Like, and then there's like Charlie like Charlie's yeah. Angels mm-hmm. and like and people were like, dude, when did you have a Charlie's Angels? I never did. Mm-hmm. But then the really weird thing was when they were when we were mixed. So it would be yeah. like Bishy Bashi and, you know, whatever, some of my pinball machines and then uh, some of those. I have so. to say that was a very uncomfortable time to work there, too. Oh, you worked there then, <laughs> yeah. too. So right. you and I have known each other for six years. Wow, that's is, crazy. Because yeah. <laughs> I had just moved to Seattle and I, just, I helped open the Ballard Full Tilt. Mm-hmm. Did, but, were you there since day one? Yeah. Or just near it? Okay. I started at the U District one and then they moved me over to Ballard. Yep. That's crazy. It's really it's really crazy for me to think about how many people have yeah. gone through there now. Um, and it's, it's strange. I'm kind of, I'm kind of the only constant there actually. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the current crew is pretty solid. I think they've been there for two years maybe at this point. I mean, food service kind of turns people out. It does. It does. Especially when you're a very seasonal business mm-hmm. like yeah. that. I mean, you still get busy in this, in the winter time, but I mean, at, in the bad parts of the winter at a full tilt new district, I'm like, what can I make out of popsicle sticks? Exactly. I, I haven't <laughs> talked to I anyone doing? in four hours. <laughs> uh, that must be pretty rough. I'm like, I cleaned everything as best as I can, but yeah. now I... <laughs> it's a small space. There's not much more yeah. for me to do. Yeah, and you know, I think they still have some plan to expand that at some point. I hope so. That'd be yeah, great. Yeah, that would be great. And that's the thing too, is I say all stop at this certain point, but if another really, if another no brainer full tilt came up Mm -hmm. i would i would probably take it and i would probably figure out a way to adapt whether that was hiring someone or whatever yeah but i do i do kind of like to try to do everything myself um so that would be another that would just be another big step for me to expand to the Mm -hmm. uh point of having employees Uh, people definitely ask me every day if they can work for you yeah that's because you'd put you an awesome boss I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a nice dude. That's what I always say, though. I'm like, yeah, I really think, particular. Yeah, I think it seems yeah. like I would, and I think, I think actually, I'm very, I'm very particular about mm-hmm. things, and and a, probably a bit of a control freak. Yeah, um, when it micromanager. Comes, yeah, and I, I have pretty high standards when it comes that's to the good. games. I mean, that's not a fault. Yeah, it's just hard to get along with other people that you're trying to communicate those high standards to. Right. And this is all theoretical. I don't actually know how mm-hmm. it, because I've never done it before. But um, yeah. Maybe you need to play a little like Diner Dash or something. <laughs> <laughs> Just give it a test run. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm trying to think what else to say about those locations. Um, Coindexter's has been open for three weeks now. Yeah, I need to get in there. It sounds great. Oh, you haven't yeah, been there I haven't yet? either. Not so yet. yeah, walk us through it since yeah. we, neither of us have been there. So the guys who opened it are not big game guys. Mm-hmm. They have worked in places with games. They know people who love games and they'll go out and play very casually at times. Mm-hmm. But um, I think they wanted a place that was like, they're, they're all industry veterans or or at least the main two guys. Have, yeah, you have said been, one guy came from Teddy's, right? Teddy's and Victory Lounge. And then oh, okay. the other guy um, came from um, Naked City. Oh. He'd worked for, I think, 10 years. That's still in the neighborhood. Yeah. yeah, it's right there. And I'm actually sort of surprised Naked City has been super cool about it. They don't mind at all that he That's great. went to open a new place, even though it's on the same block. Yeah. So um, like, we can't hold on to you forever. 
Yeah. Fly, yeah. Live Make, your dreams. Exactly. Yeah. Naked City does pretty well for itself. And I bet they they're, I bet I they're they happy do. just to see the neighborhood continue to thrive because Greenwood's right. really been taken off for yeah, a few it years. Yeah. It really, it's, it's shocking to me. And I grew up near there. So even though I'm familiar with the area, mm-hmm. I've never really delved into the nightlife that much. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been kind of shocking to me to see just how much of a scene there is there. Um, and it's great. It's very friendly. It's very... You know, it's it's a neighborhood type of scene. Everyone knows each other. Everyone knows everyone who works everywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's been great. But yeah, I used to go down to the um, what's it called Tin Hat for their free pinball Sundays. Mm-hmm. I lived in Shoreline, just to, like ride my bike down. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, that little area is kind of hopping too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a few bars just, on that little that just little a little street. further from Greenwood, right? Mm-hmm. It's like Vinny Boward sort mm-hmm. of ish. Yeah, I think Rodney really actually. <laughs> Rod has some games right there. Now. Oh, does he like, really? There's a place oh. right by Tin Hat, and I think he has like the little tavern house. Next to... something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's got some there. Huh? He has like five games there. Interesting. But at any rate, um, <laughs> no, no. So these guys approached me, and uh, I think the original idea was well, okay. I guess we should start by saying this is a takeover of the Crosswalk, right? And the Crosswalk has been there forever, and it is yeah. v- a very divey pull tab type of bar mm-hmm. has a very um loyal <laughs> yes uh group that was, hangs and bar- has been there going there for decades bargoyles i was yeah. at a barbecue a couple weeks ago and somebody was very unhappy that the crosswalk oh, yeah. was closing and i was like did you just I'm like kind of a... put your shirt That's, collar over I your said, face i've been to the crosswalk before like twice yeah you kind of t- take one was, step in like, and no, you're you like oh, okay i get like, it i either want this or i don't yeah i mean there's yeah. a bunch of pool tables pull tabs darts and um you know it's when it, it was very gr- gross honestly <laughs> as someone who was there for the teardown and saw it all in intimate detail it was gross and, well because uh, they i mean people used to smoke in there right like for sure oh yeah yeah way back or back mm-hmm. when and um but yeah i mean it was a it was a fixture of the area people loved it and so the reactions we're getting are (laughs) they're very much one or the other um so it's oh thank god finally it's something other than crosswalk (laughs) is here or it's you know you guys are ruining everything you know the whole world's gone to hell and like we've we've actually had people just open the door and walk in and start just uh, like screaming oh man And so that's a little frustrating because the thing is that the crosswalk was going to close. Right. You know, they, right. they decided to close and they sold. And that's not the decision of the people who bought it and right, wanted right. to do their own bar. Yeah, it's not the fault of the coin de- Right. I wonder if an olive branch might be like having a coin dexter drink special or, or sorry, a, a crosswalk, crosswalk drink special. Reference. Yeah. yeah. But then they might get even angrier about that. They actually <laughs> so were originally, knows. they were going to have, well, I think one of the names they were strongly considering was Crossfire, you know, like the 80s board game. Oh, that is huh. such a bad idea. And they were kind of thinking about, I know. I mean, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> there's a lot of implications there. With that. But yeah. I mean, they might as well have called it Fuck You. <laughs> oh, to have Cross in the name? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, that was the thing is it wasn't, sorry. it wasn't for that reason. I'm glad we can say fuck you. I didn't know that. Um, well, it's true. We've loosened our <laughs> yeah. standards since yeah, yeah. you were last on the okay, show. Okay, cool. Because <laughs> I was like <laughs> oh. dancing around some things there for a minute. Oh, anyway, uh, <laughs> well, needless to say, the people who screamed at us did not say scream what I said they did. Oh, sure. But uh, they, uh, yeah, and they realized, you know, Cross, that might be a little, that might seem like it's affiliated with Crosswalk. And it's kind of cool in a way, but kind of not really, because mm-hmm. people who might, might walk in expecting that. But at the end of the day, it was all their decision, not mine. I'm just the operator, but mm-hmm. I did I did get to witness some of these things um, happening and and some of these decisions being made. 
But basically, with the the way the crosswalk was laid out is this long rectangle with a just a room in the back, a large right. room in the back, and the room in the back had pool tables, mm-hmm. and they knew straight away they didn't want all those pool tables. So they were just like so much space. I think the decision to have me in there kind of just came out of what do we do with this room? Oh, we like pinball. Mm-hmm. Let's put pinball in there. Um, and then I kind of, you know, got my hooks into him a little more and was mm-hmm. like, <laughs> arcade games, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they do very well. And uh, they're like, okay, we'll try, we'll try anything, sure, whatever. But the one thing that they always said was that they didn't want it to seem like the kind of place where you you go there just to play games and, and not get drinks. Right. Not. You don't feel comfortable sitting down, having a drink, having right. something, something to eat or whatever. They definitely were very, very clear about wanting that to be a major component of it. So the, the bar is huge, like mm-hmm. the actual physical bar. Um, there's a lot of seating. Really, if we had just made it an arcade, it could have, you know, two to three times as many games as it does right mm-hmm. now. But we intentionally kept it a little bit more open. Um, a little less crowded. There's There will be more things coming in than there are right now. Probably another five or so games, hmm. including a pair of driving games and some other stuff. But, um, yeah, it's never going to be like... I mean, th- that was kind of the thing that was repeated a lot, too, is that we're not trying to be out of ball. Yeah. They love out of ball, but they're not trying to be out of ball. Well, you don't need another out of ball. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So um, kind of chaotic and, and packed with games and, and you know, uh, I think they wanted it to be a little more... I don't know if upscale, if I should use that word, but like maybe, maybe a, a little, little more polished. Yeah, a little less divey. Mm-hmm. And that was the other thing was maybe like a little less divey shorties. Hmm. Yeah. So um, I don't know if we've achieved that or not, but that was kind of the idea. How um, do you feel about driving games having those there? Like, do they get beat up on a lot? Do they? Because they take up a lot of space. Yeah. Um, I love them for mm-hmm. the same reason that I mentioned before, which is that. Quick turnaround. Well, there. Well, not so much that because you're pretty okay. much guaranteed a couple minutes play. I think because mm-hmm. um, there's like a timer that just goes until you run it. And if you're good, you can pass several tracks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Usually, get your um, like uh, checkpoints. Yeah, depending on the game. Um, some games it's just, it's just over after mm-hmm. one. But um, no, they're great because they appeal to certain people who would not play other games. So and it's, it's nice kind of this. Able, like sit down for a second too. Exactly. Yeah, and and it's just one of those things. I th- I think sometimes a couple will come in there on a date or whatever, mm-hmm. and they'll look at everything. What can we really do? Ah, uh, there's this zombie game. I don't know. There's this fighting game. I don't know. Driving. Everyone knows how to drive. Yeah. There's nothing to learn. There's Kids nothing. Know how to do it. <laughs> right. There's nothing intimidating about it. It's just a wheel, and mm-hmm. I think that that's just why every arcade has a driving game or many mm-hmm. driving games. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean the ones at full tilt are. It's hard to say if they're the best earners because it's like you have to kind of look at the space. Mm-hmm. So it's, right, but they definitely earn their spot. They hold their um, keep. Yeah, 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 for sure. They're right That's up cool. there with the best earning games in there. Yeah, because I sometimes question it about Flip Flip having those four hyper slumbers as we call them. <laughs> Is that hydro? Thund- hydro, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hydro slumbers, what they call them there, because sometimes they find people asleep in those. Oh They'll yeah, have, like had too really? much to drink. Well, especially because they're upstairs. <laughs> yeah, right. they're tucked away yeah. like almost yeah, yeah. as far as you can get in in the, the uh-huh. uh, space there. Yeah, that's a thing too, and I, I learned that pretty fast because we had you know my first location was on the Ave, mm-hmm. and we had a driving game in the back. And it became where you, where you're going to go hide and shoot up or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you'd find people who had nodded off in the seat and you mm-hmm. can't even see them from the front of the store. Yeah. So um, yeah, I learned pretty quickly. And, I, and I've heard 
a lot of stories that I couldn't repeat here from other like mm-hmm. bigger time operators like Bill Masterman and people like that mm-hmm. who have thousands of games or, or thousand I think a thousand games on route. Oh, he's mm. got quite a few. Yeah. And he'll just be like, oh, yeah, we found we found people doing a lot of crazy stuff in the driving, <laughs> especially because they have those driving games that are like a booth with an actual curtain oh, that goes yeah. around. It. Oh, no. <laughs> they're, just, they're just begging for it. Yeah, yeah. They're just, exactly. So, by the way, he would be a fantastic guest. Oh, yeah. I bet you For would. a variety of reasons. Um, he's not only a huge time operator, he actually, this is kind of a little known thing, um, but he began as a pinball collector. Mm-hmm. Um, huh. He began just like I did and just like all the current um, new wave operators did, just by being into pinball, buying a machine, and then deciding to start put them on deciding to start putting them on location hmm. so um that's awesome and he has an amazing collection of, i've heard like, tales of his house he has like, like some wow. some ems that he got new like new, like they've never home use only yeah. playboy and stuff like that <laughs> is that an em r.i.p hugh hefner it's not yeah. an em but you know <laughs> early songs, yeah, yeah he has like some really really cool beautiful uh games that are games. 30 40 years old yeah yeah that's crazy and he could talk about them all day and he and he's also extremely hilarious and has a million great stories from the ages so he's seen it all mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. unboxed all the games as they came out can tell you all about the earnings of old games when they came out he's been probably the best resource for me um, and i've had a lot of resources but He's the one where, especially early on, I just would call him and pick his brain all mm-hmm. the time. And every time I talked to him, I felt like my knowledge of the industry had just expanded like exponentially. So, oh, that's um, great. Yeah. Well, so, I'm down. Question yeah. Is his real last name Masterman? I think so. Okay. Because <laughs> I really thought that he just came up with that as like a, a name for his operations. <laughs> like, it's a perfect name, yeah. I guess. <laughs> so, um, what else? Well, okay. How yeah. hard was it to you, for you to pure? procure this many games to fill a space like that right coindexters so yeah, we have you have 12 at, at coindexters is that right i have 12 pins and, and then, then what like uh, eight arcades or if something if i had to guess maybe 10 okay just off the top of my head yeah um so i have been basically spending the last several years just amassing a huge amount of games for the whatever would come next mm-hmm. and this has been great for me because I'm finally getting to go through some of the, and I mean, it's, it's as, as an enthusiast, it's almost kind of like Christmas because yeah. it's a ton of work, but at the same time, there are games that I've bought. I, I basically played them for 30 seconds at the seller's house. And then I'm like, okay, it kind of works. I'll, I'll pay, pay whatever your asking price is, fold it up, push it in the back of the garage. And that's my only experience with that game wow. in the last five mm. to 10, in some cases years. Oh my goodness. So yeah, it's like, oh, I get to bust all these out now. Okay. And it's great. Like there's nothing I love more than going through a game, a pinball machine that I've never worked on or an arcade machine I've never worked on. Um, sometimes you just find these really cool, interesting things about them. Um, you know, it's, it's daunting because readying that number of games when you don't really know what you're dealing with can Mm -hmm. be seriously overwhelming. Like there are games that I pulled out. And this is kind of on me because I didn't know I was going to be storing them for years. I, you know, that wasn't if, the intention. When yeah, bear in mind. It. Yeah, I thought I was going to have a full tilt that opened in yeah. 2012 and then 2013, yeah. and mm-hmm. yeah, I was kind of always waiting. But um, I pulled out some of the games that I pulled out had had batteries that had exploded. Oh um, no! Yeah, and I left them in. Now, of course, if I'd known I was storing them for five years, I would have pulled all the batteries yeah. first. But 
You're like, you oh, know, this might be six months. Yeah, and I've kind of just been like, I hope I, there's batteries in there. I hope they're not exploding. Yeah. And yeah, they did on a couple, and it and it made a real mess. There's there was one game in particular where it like wicked down the entire. Okay, so it didn't just ruin the board, the CPU board, mm -hmm. but it like went down the wires mm -hmm. and all the way down the wiring harness. And I just kept cutting them back and cutting them back, just looking for where it would become, you know, clean, shiny metal again. In the, oh, my the, gosh. The uh, inner uh, wiring. And uh, yeah, I had to like end up splicing things all over the place. And there there were cases like that where the just just chopping out the game and making it nice took an, a week over what I wow. was planning. And so when you're trying to ready, you know, 15 pins, another week in three months, another week for one game is not good. Yeah, that's a lot so of work. So that's why I kind of, you know, when we opened, I didn't have all the games I wanted. Mm -hmm. um, and but I, hey, it's a start. Yeah. yeah, and we just wanted to have a good lineup. And, you know, just like with every other place I've had, especially Full Tilt, because, I mean, anyone who remembers the initial lineup there, it was vastly different. Mm -hmm. Um knows that I will com continue to uh, cycle on. new things in yeah. and also get a, get a feel for what the location demands and mm -hmm. go from there. So the thing I'm finding a lot at Coindexters, which is really cool, is that people are drawn to weird games. Oh. Yes. So I have, I have a Baywatch there oh. and I think which that, no one has ever routed. Yeah. I think, I think that's the only Unless Baywatch. It, like right when it came out. Mm -hmm. uh, and a Roller Games. Which there are a couple places, but it's yeah, still John to, Jones has one, to but... most people. It's still kind of this unusual mm -hmm. thing. I like roller games, mm -hmm. and um, and you know, there's a lot of like the movie games, like Tron and Batman, and I'm finding that I, you know, I'm I'm seeing people put money in Baywatch over Tron and Batman. That's incredible. That's awesome, <laughs> and they're like, dude, I've never seen this one, and yeah. that's that just shows how far our pinball scene has come. Wow, they're finally getting to that point where they're like, okay, I've seen it all what's left like yeah. surprise me right you need to get an apollo 13 then oh god <laughs> <laughs> that multi-ball as an operator that yeah, scares me <laughs> 13 like, balls oh yeah. that just sounds like a maintenance nightmare mm -hmm. but it definitely how about an x's and o's then that would be cool i do have a lot of cool games too so i'm kind of dipping my toes into the idea more of uh bringing some of those out Including well, games oh, that I fun. never planned to bring out. Yeah. Could, could you tease us with one game in the wings that, that you think people will get excited about? Um, <laughs> that's the thing, too, is that some of them are so obscure that no one would be excited because they haven't seen them yet. But if they okay. did, if they, I, I feel like if, if some of these games were at Attaball or whatever, it would be like Bad Cats, where suddenly everyone There's would be into it. a little cult following for it, yeah. yeah. So one is a game called Diamond Lady, which is... <laughs> uh, as featured on, I think, episode two, uh, Aaron's game. Oh, when he did the name restra game restrain? I think so. I, oh, I really? That, yeah, Diamond Lady sounds real. Familiar. Oh, game restrain was one of the best things you guys ever did. I know. <laughs> we need we to bring him back. Oh, Aaron's is a two-timer guest because he was on that's, with Michael Warfield. Oh yeah. Point. Okay. He could be the three-timer group. Yeah. Anyone who hasn't heard that should go back and listen to that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a lot of fun. That's episode two. No, we're just plugging the the classics here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Diamond Lady is a. Uh, God, I can't remember the year. I think I think eighty nine or something, late eighties. Huh. Uh, Gottlieb premiere game, same era as like TX Sector and all those. Like Lady Luck, I think is a one from that. Era yeah, too. And it has the same <coughs> super cheesy, super awesome like eighties. Really teased 80s. hair. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. The teased mm. hair, the photo, like the photo back glass. In fact, photo playfield because it had oh, this wow. weird really? experimental type of playfield that that was like a plastic overlay. So what? it actually isn't your it's standard like a sticker. 
It's like a sticker, but it has like an actual thick shell over it. Huh. So the, the actual surface that the ball is rolling on is plastic, not clear coat. Oh, wow. It's a little bit odd, but it means that you generally see them in, in perfect shape so... when you see them. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Is this going to be like a hard body? Yeah, it's like a hard body. And what I was going to okay. say before, actually, well, you 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 uh, swooped in and said 80s tease terror, which is totally true. Mm-hmm. But it also has like the 80s FM synth music, which oh, nice. I absolutely love. Yeah. <laughs> so anyone who's heard the music of like TX Sector or whatever uh, would... It, would would love this mm-hmm. and it basically plays like volley if anyone knows volley yeah i played volley it's um, a fun great em yeah mm-hmm. it has the same sort it's of layout really of the drop targets but mm-hmm. then it, it's like volley with ramps and multi-ball oh so great. it's a yeah it's a cool game and it's just one of those games that no one has and no, uh never, like, i found it somewhere won't. and grabbed it. it was like i don't know what i'm gonna do with this but i'm gonna <laughs> grab it and it's just been sitting there just kind of like this is a possibility for a long time um and there, there are many more like that. I got, a, I have a heavy metal meltdown. Oh, I love heavy metal meltdown. <laughs> this is another game I've oh, it's never so played awesome. before. It's like, a, it's like a barely, it's oh, very thinly rolls. veiled theme off of, uh, well, all eighties hair metal, but specifically Van Halen. Like there's like the Eddie Van Halen guitar, you know, his 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 like trademark guitar paint job with like the the red with the white stripes all over it or whatever. It has like, like uh-huh. that. Uh, Every shot like, you hit has an arpeggio. Just like, yeah, it's like... That sounds like a blast. You're like soloing. Yeah. yeah, the idea is that you're like making a guitar solo with sound effects as you play. And then and the topper... Like three or four ball multi ball, I think. Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, that's the thing too. Is, that ramp. I actually yeah. bought it non-working and it has stayed non-working. Oh, so I actually have not played my own i put the hell out of it in break this year yeah that's the only place i've ever played it is papa Mm -hmm. um but it has a the best thing about it arguably is that the the topper is a boom box so it's like a huge like physical wooden boom box on the top of the head (laughs) that's so freaking so that's that's one word got out that i had that and i've been getting a lot of requests for that you gotta polish that up and get it out yeah and so here's the thing october's coming up i know (laughs) (laughs) the thing about those games though is that i'm sort of at odds there because i'm like we said before, I'm I'm a stickler for uh, maintenance and, and and quality, mm-hmm. and those are all di- those are all systems that I'm that are that are totally unique from one another and that I'm not familiar mm. with, and so I I feel pretty capable as far as fixing problems as they come up, but um, if I have a game out there and it's the only game I own with that board set, with those types of flipper mechs, with those everything, yeah, that's a little bit intimidating to me because I feel like I can't just get in there and and fix a thing the day I find out that it's broken. Whereas with Williams games and Stern games, I have all the parts right there. I roll up and you know, whatever I need, whether it's a, a physical mech or a transistor or a whatever, I have them all. Uh, that's, and I, and I like that. Like I, I like having it all dialed in that no, way. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a little bit like, eh, I'm on the fence, but I will definitely be trying to, like I said, dip my toes into that mm-hmm. world a little more be- because I love those games too. Yeah. And I, th- I think that's a thing I haven't been able to show people uh, in the pinball scene. I think I'm kind of known for the full tilt sort of like Trons and yeah, the sort of, yeah, Batmans. yeah, the, the superheroes <laughs> and the, the, you know, those sorts of games, which mm-hmm. do really well there. Sure. So, um, well, my devil's advocate question to you is what the hell are you doing with it? Otherwise, 
get that thing out of there. Well, you mean if I'm not going to operate it, right. why do I have it? Yeah. Because the idea is that one day I'll be able to just have time to work on my own cool Bobby, collection. and have... That makes you a hoarder. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, the hoarding has served me well because right. a lot of the games I've bought have doubled in value in the time mm-hmm. I've owned them. Yes. So I'm like, or... I'm sure I'm glad I bought this. Finally. Your hoarding yeah. is rewarding. Exactly. I see them as investments. <laughs> but no, I, I definitely... It, I think I talked about this the last time I was on, but that's what got me into operating in the first place is that I didn't want to just hoard. Right. So I definitely am always writing that line of mm-hmm. like, do you really need to buy this? But then I also look at it like, well, I'm usually either having this game shipped in or I'm like driving to another state to get it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the worst that could happen is if I end up selling it, it'll end up in the hands of someone else local and it'll yeah. be in our tournaments or, and then on they a, can yeah. do whatever or someone else will put it, it on location yeah. or whatever. So yeah, you're still bringing it into the right. region. I feel like it's all with a good noble goal mm-hmm. <laughs> and i don't i really don't want to just sit on games and it, i know some people always give me shit about that because they're like you you bought another lord of the rings come on and i'm like share the wealth bobby yeah I'm like i'm gonna put it out then there'll be two lord of the rings yeah, yeah. you know but yeah it can be they're like it's just gonna sit in your garage for five years it's like <laughs> i want them to sit in the garage for five years it's right the, i have not enjoyed that at all Aww. so no this has been really cool though actually emptying the garage mm-hmm. And then the more layers I peel back, they're literal layers. So it's like, okay, now this row of games is physically gone. I can access the next row that I couldn't actually even reach before. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's it's pretty exciting for me. But at the same time, it is incredibly uh, labor intensive. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So I barely made it through the last round, and I'm a little bit nervous about the next round. And are you renting a truck when you do the first initial, like, setup? Or are you just taking them one at a time in your Volvo? <laughs> I this is kind of embarrassing. Oh, I'm sorry. You don't have to answer if you don't want to. I uh, I own not one but two box trucks. Oh. <laughs> and you might ask why I own two of them. <laughs> because one fits in the other one, right? No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it's because I bought one, and it was kind of old and junky, and doesn't always run that well. Although it has a huge, awesome lift gate. So when oh, I could good. get it running, I could go pick up big, cool games that I couldn't get otherwise. Like that one you told me about where a lady measured it by... <laughs> Using paper. Of, yeah, pieces of 11 <laughs> by 7, pa- seven and a half paper. And she's like, it was approximately five pieces of paper wide. <laughs> yeah. And then it didn't fit through the <laughs> it door. It didn't fit. Needless to say. It's like a ship in a bottle. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like that. Yeah, you can move You can move that game in these trucks. Which game was that, too? Uh, sounds- F-Zero Arcade... Uh, deluxe sounds massive. which is it's like a motion it's like a ride okay almost oh. like almost more of a ride than a game i actually have two of those now <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you gotta have two <laughs> but that's actually part of the dream it's do like okay link? if i'm if i'm never gonna operate yeah they do nice. if i'm never gonna operate them i at least want to have like the most awesome todd mcculloch garage ever right. with, with <laughs> yeah, them yeah. in it but uh what was i saying before i can't remember oh the the box truck oh yeah like one is kind of so i bought the one it was it, it never really worked that well and i kind of struggled with it for a few years and then um last year i bought another much nicer one and only problem was i wanted to sell the old one but i have so many games that i'm basically using it as a storage unit on wheels no so no, no, I can't no, no, sell no. the second truck because I have so many games that it's sitting in my garage, my driveway. This is full not of games. a good idea. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna put the nail. On That's the what right I'm now. saying, though. That's why this is all good that I'm doing. The, um, that I'm. Yes. Uh... Get those games out of the box truck, back in the garage. <laughs> sell the box truck. 
be safe about this. Yeah, and one of them is a is a dance dance revolution. I, I really want to have that set up. In, in you're my about to have a crash crash revolution if you don't get <laughs> out of that damn box truck. <laughs> I know, pretty much. All of a sudden, the parking brake fails, and it's like, oop, there goes. What? Well, no, that's the thing. Though, is I don't drive that one. It just sits there. It's like a room on wheels in my garage. Oh, I mean, mean, in like my driveway. Tra- yeah. The, the arcade trailer park. Pretty much, yeah. And there, there are a couple others. I won't name names, but I know of other collectors who have. They're worse. They have the actual, you know how you can buy like a 40-foot container, like the yeah, uh, yeah. just the container itself, and have it sit there on cinder blocks? There are some guys who have like three or four of their, those in their backyard. Oh, that's man. when it's a problem. Like, that's definitely when it's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Uh, this is making me think of something. Mm-hmm. How, pr- how practical slash impractical would it be to make an arcade RV? On wheels. Didn't yeah. they do that? The one guy out of Texas that worked for Stern for a little while. I don't know about that. There it, was... it was definitely one of my early ideas. It was like a uh, pop-up um, mm-hmm. arcade truck. Like you could just roll up and just put He's the back down. He's a generator, down. right? Yeah. Mm. But it's it's like, you know, the standard dimensions of a box truck um, or any semi or anything like that when you have two games um lining the walls you don't really have a whole lot of room to play yeah it would be a cool idea if you just had like a a, a certain amount of you know reliable proven games and you could just pull up to a location and just like do that for the day it would be a cool thing for full tilt too because they have an ice cream truck that goes around yeah mm-hmm. so it's like what if we could roll up the arcade truck right next to it mm-hmm. but i really don't think it would be i mean it's funny but i don't think it would be cost effective yeah or, well, I feel like that guy, Jared, who worked for Stern for a little bit, like a kind of their mm-hmm. hype man, like there's talks of this like te- reality TV show flippers or something in Texas oh, that was yeah. going to happen. And I feel like in the trailer, he had like a long, like a 20 foot seven long truck, uh-huh. 27 foot long truck. And he had the kind where like somehow the transformer this, type or like, yeah, had, like the walls just fall, fold yeah, down yeah, yeah. and you could walk uh-huh. up as a ramp and then play pinball in those. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like those trailers that you see at like festivals. And oh yeah, things, where the trailer is the booth or is the is the shop the shop whatever. for yeah exactly like at the warped tour or whatever. Yeah, that would be a cool idea actually. But um, no, no, I mean don't give all, him more. Ideas. In all seriousness, is this is the best thing that's happened in years mm-hmm. to to help actually put these things to use to give me more space to allow me to move around and and. Uh, pick from the games I want to use more freely because I can actually access them. Yeah. And then with the new full tilt, that'll be at least another 20 games. Oh, wow. Arcade and pinball. Uh-huh. I don't know how many um, of each, but um, that'll be enough for me to probably, you know, sell that truck and start actually going through things. And that's the thing too. There's, there's games I have doubles of. I really want to sell one or whatever, mm-hmm. but I just can't even get to it because it's so far back. I know. She, Kayla's making this face like, you've yeah. got to be kidding me. Ka- Kayla's, Kayla's uh, <laughs> Silent shooting stagnation. me look like, like she's Jim on The Office. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah exactly. The, uh, Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but they aren't great games. Don't worry. I mean, Cyclone. I have two Cyclones, whatever. So does mm, Roger but... Sharp. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sorry. <laughs> but, you know, and, th- and that's the thing, too, is a lot of them are, are rainy day projects. So, like, I have um, I have two high speeds. I have a new play field for a high speed. And I really want to take the two, take all the best parts from the two, you know, make a mm. super high speed for me, and then kind of make the other one that's what's left over and sell that one off. So it's, you know, there, there's a reason for this stuff. Because a game like that, you can't get some of those parts. Um, sure. So it's like you kind of almost need to just buy multiple games and do that. Which, you know, in, in arcade collecting and other things like that, it's not uncommon at all. But I realize it's ridiculous. To buy a game for parts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, not just for parts, but, you know, 
to have the option if you need to swap a part or two, mm -hmm. and then you yeah, sell off what's left or whatever. I, w I would never part a game out though. I would always have it be there will be two working games at the end of the day. It's just that one will be nicer than the other. Hmm. Okay, so. so what if there was a celebrity that was looking for a specific game, and you had it? Would you sell it to them? Um, that's actually a really good question because there this happened recently Ooh. with some people that I know. I need the story. What is this guy's name? He's Did he's you... well known to some people. Brian Adams. Yeah, it is. Oh, okay. yeah, really? yeah, Brian Adams. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And so when he Were comes you... to town, his his <laughs> stage show backstage? has okay. games on it. Like he has like asteroids and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm actually good friends with some of the people who oh, sold him his games. Oh, you need to put us games. in touch. Huh. And he that's the well. We need to, you know. Oh, uh, to, go, to come get on, on here. here. Yeah. I, yeah, I could, I could definitely talk to someone who knows him. All but right. You yes. never know. But he, he did, he, he did exactly what you're describing. He mm -hmm. went to um, well-known collectors, and he basically said, "Here's the huge list of stuff I want," and it gets obscure. I mean, he has a crazy collection of. I think, I think it even goes back to like electromechanical rifle games and things oh, like wow. that. Huh. It's like, it's like Todd style. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, he would have a heyday there. And I I do know some guys who sold him large numbers of games. Um, Man, and uh, that's funny that you just named him because I I genuinely don't really know who he is or it's why like a he's singer well, songwriter guy that's like had fairly popular tunes. Wasn't he attached to someone? Like didn't he have like a famous girlfriend or something? He covered a Taylor Swift album. Oh. Maybe I'm thinking so of that. I think that was kind of what in the last few years got him a lot of uh, mm. uh, talking. The entire album, some Swift, yeah, I believe some so. gusto behind him. But I think, he's yeah, he's pretty legit. I think as far as like a game collector, like I think he actually knows his stuff. So uh, that's really good to hear, actually. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I might get in a little bit of trouble for telling this on the air because uh, <laughs> Ed had at one point asked me not to. But there's a certain Canadian artist that I'll, I'll leave her name out of it at least. Hmm. Kayla, that was playing uh, with fire. I know, trying but to, I'm trying to make. I'm trying did she to maybe it. write a song about Dave Coulier? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, when she was young and got offered a record contract, she signed it on the machine that she was playing when she was um, propositioned for this record contract, and so she sent Ed on this mission to find a stargazer, I believe it was, and he kind of like. Frankenstein pieces of it from different places like I think he got the shell of it from Austin, from pinballs in Austin mm -hmm. and then had to get a CP board from somewhere else and like some other parts and kind of put it together right. but finally gave her this machine that she signed her first contract on wow and I think she was like um yes record exec executive I am interested but I need to finish this game first right <laughs> <laughs> I think that's adorable. Yes. It is, and it's really unfortunate in a way that she happened to be playing Stargazer. Yeah, <laughs> it's I mean, like one of the hardest games. To, yeah, could have been. I could be wrong about what game that was. No, so, that's awesome yeah. though. <laughs> that's super cool. I want that game super bad. Mm -hmm. If I had that game, it would totally be sitting in the back corner of my garage <laughs> right now. <laughs> so you could actually but, play it. <laughs> no, it would just be <laughs> no. back there, it's folded up. Mm -hmm. But no, I do, I do want it pretty bad. I just got a Quicksilver, so that's pretty exciting. Great. Yeah. yeah. I think I only played that at James Eads' house mm -hmm. and at the show, I guess. That's the other thing, too, about operating these weird games is that they are often so obscure and rare that you... Um, I don't feel good about uh, letting the play fields get trashed on location. Like, I kind of feel like past a certain point of rarity, it needs to not be... Be preserved. Right. But at the same time, it's cool to have a game that no one's ever seen before. Yeah. And so if there's a repro play field or whatever, I do have a skateball out right now. And, Skateball's um, a great game. It's a great game, and, and they did do a, a new play field for it. So I have one, 
And so I kind of looked at it like, yeah, if the play field gets trashed even more than it already is, that's not a big problem. Mm -hmm. At some point, I'm just going to put a new play field in it. But something like, um, you know, uh, Heavy Metal Meltdown might not ever get a repro. Yeah, so hold that yeah. a little bit I'd closer. I'd have to really think hard about that, you know. Is there a way that you can get, a, like, can you reach out to CPR and have them scan your play field or something like that? So that it's, like, archived where, like, the actual artwork for it is somewhere safe? They do do that at times. You but I think do-do. Do-do. I that's the kind of joke I would make. But, uh, um, I think that they generally go only for uh, new old stock play fields. Hmm. And they, they do find them because, you know, everyone knows CPR. Yeah. So I think people come out of the woodwork. Um, Literally woodwork. The woodwork. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just serving them up. They actually, the, a while back, I asked them about the Bonsai Run repro, mm-hmm. which they have been saying they would do for at least five or six years. Now, is that two play fields then? They were only going to do the bottom oh, one. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Because the top one doesn't really get worn that much. Right. Well, it depends sense. on who you're playing with. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does seem a little weird that they just do the one because you kind of want them to match or whatever. Yeah. But, um, like they, when you go to Les Schwab, they're like, oh, yeah, you need all four tires swapped. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you have just one, it'll throw it out of balance or mm-hmm. whatever. So they, I, I asked them about that a few years ago, several years ago, actually. And uh, they were like, yeah, we're going to do it. Um. I think they wanted a donor play field though. And I think it was to make sure all of the drilling and stuff was in the right place. Sure. Like they had the scan already, but they just wanted a real an actually used play field. Yeah, and yeah. so I was so in talks with them briefly to actually send them my play field. Hmm. And then mm. it just went nowhere and like years have passed and they still haven't done that. Yeah. I just, that play field. that's so weird. I just feel like if there's, you know, museums around the nation and mm-hmm. other places that there should be like, artwork museum or like you know playfield museum totally and somewhere to just to keep these safe because with so many of those uh companies that went under the 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 raw materials and the resources are just got lost to history well that's the thing too yeah that's true of some of them but with others people actually own the original art films hmm. so some of the repros are actually done um, that's amazing under license from i think planetary or whoever owns mm-hmm. the artwork cool. and they actually go find the original films and send them over and then they can make them yeah, the right colors and everything. Wasn't but, there a thing recently, like in the last couple of years, where Henry Williams's early drawings that never got made were found? I don't know. I haven't heard that. There's a whole Although, like there's a blog somewhere online that like details this like excavation of old Harry really? Williams drawings. That Harry, sounds amazing. Now, no, Harry Williams uh, of Williams. Of Williams, Williams? yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Williams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. The man behind the name. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, I read this like really in depth article where this guy like went to track down these lost drawings of Harry Matt, Harry uh, Williams's uh-huh. and of their of games that never got made. Hmm. Somebody there, should make those. Games. This will be a little <laughs> bit dated by the time this airs or whatever you call it in the podcast world, but um there are a bunch of auctions up right now. Mm. Have you seen those? No. For the original artwork? Wow. So there's it's like the estate. So Greg Frere's and Dennis Norman. No, <laughs> it's the estate of uh, of Python Angelo. Oh wow! And they're selling. Huh. They're literally selling Graham, can you? like <laughs> the original. Um, they 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 for example one that closed a couple of days ago is the original back glass for Cyclone. Oh my gosh! And, like his painting, and you know they aren't actually going for that much. I think it went for fifteen hundred. Which I mean, for a game like that, that game that was yeah. everywhere. Like mm-hmm. I used to see that back glass in every Seven Eleven, everything as a kid. So it kind of shocked me actually that it went for that much. Well, there's four days left on an original uh, Bad Cats. Uh oh. 
Oh, that weird um, ferocious felines thing or whatever? uh, Oh, it's the cab drawing. Oh, it's the cab drawing. Yeah, it's the cab drawing on the side. Yeah, so so they're doing them in in, in, uh, batches. Yeah. How much is that, Graham? It's currently at $78.77. How big is it? Sorry. Uh, I I don't know. It (laughs) looks like it's on, you know, large butcher paper or something. Right, right. So the one that I lost yesterday that I'm super sad about. Was the original? This wasn't by Python. I don't know why these were included in the Python stuff. Maybe Python owned them somehow. Yeah, yeah that would make sense. Yeah, but it was the original hand-drawn. You're gonna freak. The original hand-drawn playfield for Future Spa. What? Huh. Yeah, like Whoa. full-size, oh wide-body, like whatever. And it went for one thousand one hundred and seventy-five dollars. That's not that wow. bad. And I pay. I bid one thousand one hundred and fifty dollars. No. Yep. And the guy, I, it, it was sniped yet. It end. was at like five hundred bucks until the last two minutes, and then I thought, well, if I could get it for a couple hundred more than that, I could. And I don't have a ton of money to throw around, but I just thought right. that would be an amazing piece of art. Oh to yeah. Have. And it would never drop in value. So if I ever fell on hard times, I could sell it. But, so um, I don't know if I realized that that back in the day that they actually drew straight onto the wood. No, it wasn't on the wood, but it was like the oh, okay. original. Um, the first print of it or something? Or it, like... it was actually the hand inked um, drawing on like tracing paper that they That's then amazing. scanned and colorized or whatever they did did back then. Um, but yeah, it was actually like his from a pen inked. Um, oh my you God. looking it up over there? Uh, no, I'm, so, I'm just poking pass. around eBay trying to see more from what it... I assume is the... Uh, the listing for this. yeah if you go to that seller and look at past auctions yeah there, there was go, like yeah. the original back glass hand the, the hand-drawn sketch for uh the fishtails back glass oh wow had a bunch of stuff different from the final one but then a lot that was similar isn't that um what's the saying that does all the back glasses like whitewater or, um like 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 mcmahon Is that oh no yusuf like uh i don't think books. he did um fishtails okay but the drawing was by did... Python, I think. So I think Python sketched it, and then really? he he like fleshed it out based on his early ideas. How strange! Yeah, it, it definitely had like Python. it had like the fish on the speaker panel and all that. And yeah. also, also I think there was a playfield one where it had like the fish for the flipper head, the the, the heads by the flippers. Somehow mm-hmm. I am struggling to uh, find the past auction stuff here. Hmm. Oh, do you um, click on the seller? Yeah. Oh, then sure that's did all. that. Sorry. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Do you click on sold like a filter and then sold? It's on the left, I think, if you scroll down there. I was thinking of This is riveting uh, radio for you. I know, it's good pod. Good pod. (laughs) But yeah, I'm trying to think of some other things that were in that to talk about. Um, Just really classic stuff. The Pinbot Pinbot side art or cabinet design, just like the one you were just showing us of the... Yeah, here you go. Oh, cool. Here we go. All right. So we've Graham, give us a little rundown. All right, the rundown here. Let me uh, let me adjust. I'm already so excited. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. It looks like a pinbot drawing over there. There's like the original Paragon. Here we is go. That, is that taxi that I'm looking at? Maybe. We have factory photo Bugs Bunny from Python Angelo Estate. Uh, Bugs Bunny birthday ball. Yes. Yeah. There you are. Uh, factory photo Bugs Bunny uh, of the. Of the uh, actual play field, which only $51? That seems strange. Well, these are just like photo proofs or something? Yeah, factory photo. You're right. It's factory. Yeah, just just photo proofs. Let's see. Joust promotional artwork. Okay, here we go. Original Zingy Bingy concept art. Zingy Bingy. Do you guys know about that game? No. That's like the the porno game. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Uh, okay. That he famously, like, there there are reports that that's why Capcom Pinball shut down. 
because the Japanese owners came to visit and, and Python like, no, started no, ranting no. about zingy bingy and showing these. Yeah, and it's like full full on nudity. Like, yeah, like, yeah. You know, huh. you know how Python was always like, oh, pinballs like having sex or whatever. Mm-hmm. He just like took it to the next level and made an actual sex game. It's, yeah. it's really small. I can't make this picture larger. I think it had oh, like you... a button that you thrust your, like you pushed it with your pelvis, oh, like man. in the middle of the cabin. Like, like you're actually <laughs> exactly, <machine>. exactly. <laughs> wow. Classy. And then all the uh, the Star Rider stuff. I know that's oh, not that, yeah. that fascinating to pinball people, but that's an arcade game that he worked on. Oh, those are so really pretty. cool paintings, actually. Yeah, I like those. I was really hoping to get one of those. They all went from. Uh, oh, I like that one a lot. Yeah, the tunnel the one. Yeah, where it curves over to the left. Mm-hmm. Bride of Pinbot here. Ooh, handsome I like giraffe. That. I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah, and there's just some one-off, just just paintings and drawings that he's done. Oh, is that a, a police force uh, promo? Uh, it is a police force Man, poster. I yeah. could have spent thirty dollars and got a police force. Promo. Devil's <laughs> Dare. Hmm. Yeah, see I like mean, that. See that robot. I was bidding on that too. This one, just the original it's just a robot. cool drawing. That yeah, he did. yeah, that is neat. Hmm. Well, if if folks listening uh, are curious, uh, if you go to eBay, the auctioneer is P V A underscore Estate. What and was his can, middle name then? Uh, Vladimir. I th- I just saw Python it. Vladimir Angelo. Oh, yeah. Well, that would I be can... perfect, wouldn't it? Yeah. You know, one time it was Vladimir. (laughs) Of course, his last appearance at the Northwest show before his passing, Mm -hmm. he gave Skillshot a shout out. Yeah, I remember, and he was like, "You guys are like doing doing what everyone should be doing, and you're like really making pinball happen." Yeah, Yeah, that was awesome. That was really cool. I watched that seminar, and it it made my heart swell a little. So Mm -hmm. yeah, you actually just yeah, uh, that fishtails one was the one that you bid on. Uh, I didn't bid on this. I just watched oh, okay. it. Okay, but it's cool because it's like the original um, concept for the cabinet with the fish on the top. Oh, here I can I can look at the original listing. That yeah, should... that's the way to do. It. Oh, but it, it... There, there it is. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Oh my oh, gosh, that's neat. So for those at home who are totally bored and rolling their eyes <laughs> at us, I'm sorry. Um, this is just like a kind of cube drawing that has a little bit of color on the sides. The fishtails is colored in. The bass on the top, the little flappy bass is colored yeah. in. Mm-hmm. The big menacing uh, bass about to eat a smaller fish there. Yeah, I kind of wish that they had kept that. Did I don't you know the that? Tree either. Did you know that Python takes credit for the invention of uh, the big, big mouth, mouth bass? <laughs> Shut up! No, he doesn't. Yeah, you know, that he's like, oh, sense. what of a coincidence! What? Like they saw, yeah, they because it did come out after fishtails. No way. Yeah, so, I w- supposedly. I, swore I know you. You. Yeah, you'd think that. Well, obviously they just saw, they just stuck a billy bass on top, but no, according to him, it went wow. the other direction. Oh no way! But he, you know, Ooh, this is. Cool. I want like, you know, Ira claims. Glass to go investigate that. There needs to be like a This American Life about this. I'm into it. Hey, check out this uh, three-legged uh, robot pinball concept. Oh, art. cool! And I think that uh, might predate Pinbot, so that could could almost be like a proto. Oh, interesting! Isn't it uh, dated 1984. Yeah. Yeah. So Pinbot Holy was what 85. That's so cool. All right. Yeah. This probably isn't great podcasting, but you guys should all really check this out. Go <laughs> yeah. to eBay. The seller is P is in Python, V is in Vladimir, A is in Angelo, <laughs> PVA <laughs> underscore Estate pretty cool stuff that's awesome yeah and it just keeps coming so even you know weeks from now they might still be adding more stuff oh, i'm sure he had a treasure trove yeah i just want to get something out of it mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm not sure what but something yeah even if you spend 30 dollars on promo art right not bad um 
what there was something else i was gonna so ask do you still you do the song challenge or is that a thing of the past uh you know we have not played name that game very often lately because i have not taken the time to make the games so unfortunately <laughs> i don't want to have one for you that's this fine. time bobby i just wanted my redemption after not knowing i know time shock or whatever it, it was. was like uh space cadet yeah space cadet that was so oh cool. that's right yeah. I, I that's what i was getting real and a lot of people yelled <laughs> at me about that well come like, on hey i, I never claimed to be an expert on windows <laughs> pinball yeah well i mean you yelled at me for not getting lord of the rings right so, did i yeah <laughs> oh that's we yeah we played two with you didn't we yeah, no no because... lord of the rings was um with ed, ed robertson oh, like after that like, episode came out but we yeah. did have we did have two episodes that day, so I thought maybe we had played two back to back. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I think we played not. the space. No, it, you're right. Your, your memory is, I, I see where the wires are kind of getting crossed a little. Mm-hmm. We, You let me do the one that you had already done. Oh. So you guys already knew it, and you're like, let's give him a real one. And then, yeah. of course, it was something fairly simple, I think. It's like Whitewater or you know, mm-hmm. whatever. And I just heard sploosh, and I was like, oh, it's yep, Whitewater. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was operating a Whitewater right then, too, so it was especially fresh in my mind. I know I kind of missed those, like those little snippets of sound. Those were a fun little touch. So uh, if, you've learned, if you've learned anything from this episode, it's listen to the old episodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the main takeaway Just here. Just listen to the games, not the content. <laughs> and check out Coindexers. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, uh... Sorry. Are we out of time? I'm sorry. Uh, we're not quite out of time, but we just pushed the hour mark, so we should probably start getting into wrap-up modes. But uh, there, there is there... Uh, how about we... T- tell us about how the Soda Jerks are doing this year. Uh, we're this doing season rather. We're doing well. We're we've done well so far. We're in week. Th- we just finished the week three. Okay. Yeah. So we've won all three so far. That's great. And uh, I'm mostly, I'm just mostly concerned with the health of the team. Last season was a really rough one because we had several <laughs> players who were people were definitely getting burned out. Yeah. And we had a a few people who were at the beginning of the season were like, hey. I'll be on the roster, but I'm. There's no this way is my I'm last coming. Season. Well, not that, but they were just like, "There's no way I'm going to come to all of them." Uh-huh. And so, practically every week, you uh, had to get a sub. We had one, two, three, as many as four, infamously wow. four, because it was this big controversy. Hmm. Because I, I thought you were allowed to have four, and yeah. then they thought you weren't, and um, <clears throat> and it was just as a captain that was very, very stressful for me to have to spend every Monday. There were some Mondays where I spent all day just trying to Finding get Finding someone. Yeah, and it was like, this isn't fun anymore. Yeah. So I feel like people have all come around again. They're they're back in the fold. They're serious about it. We finally got a... Um, so we've had a rotating door of... Um, of uh, Revolving door, rather, of subs. And so we, we actually just had nine people on the roster last season. And we had mm-hmm. nine this season until now. We finally got... Uh, Allison. Allison McClure yeah. to join. That's great. Which is super awesome because she's been subbing for us for a while. And we've been trying to get her to sub forever or or join forever. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's great. And it's cool to have another woman on the team. And uh, yeah, so it's been super fun. But um, yeah, I'm trying to think of what else to say about that. <laughs> no, that's totally fine. It's only three so, weeks since. When you guys won last season, did you get a plaque like the Wrecking Crew did? No, and that's funny because I went to Flip Flip and saw those plaques, and I thought, okay, now you get a plaque if you win, because we didn't get plaques the previous years, right. and they won two in a row? They uh-huh. beat us two years in a row? Yeah, mm. by the slimmest of margins, and one of them was really my fault, by the way. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, was the, it was the last, it was the tiebreaker. The last of three games. Was that at a ball? It was at Shorty's. Oh, at Shorty's. Okay. All the games I wanted to play were broken. 
and it was the the weird tiebreaker rules where I th- I think it's that they pick game and you pick player, player. or something mm-hmm. like that. And anyway, one way or another, I got put on Adams, and I I'm I would say I'm somewhat notoriously bad at Adams Family in tournaments. Um, I can put up billions when I'm just playing it, and in, I've had tournament games where I got three mil. You know, oh, it's, it can be horrible. Yeah. yeah, I just get totally psyched out by it, and I and I had to play Adams, and uh, I. Uh, I'm not saying that if I had gotten multi-ball, I would have won, but I drained with multi-ball it, trying to backhand the scoop, and the magnet just went whoop and just threw it down oh, the middle. Oh, no. And it was with everyone watching. Um, that was the end of it. And the huh? thing is, the tiebreaker is all for one point. Right. So technically, each game is for a third of a point. Uh-huh. And so by losing so that two third of the point, that was what they won by. Jesus. It was one third of one point. Yeah, because you got to win two out of three. Yeah, we won one out of the three. Man. Yeah, and I'm just like, really? <laughs> but then again, I mean, I can't I can't take anything away from Wrecking Crew. Travis kicked total ass on yeah, that Yeah, that game. guy's ridiculous. Even if I got my multi-ball, I had some serious work to do. I think he toured the mansion on ball one or two. Man. Huh. It was like really intense. It was and really... the shorties one is not... I mean, Andy Burton can do it all the time, mm-hmm. but it's hard to tour on the shorties machine. Yeah, he was just on fire. He was just hitting everything. It was really weird, too, having to go for extra balls because mm-hmm. only in a tiebreaker you can get and play an extra ball. It's so strange. Yeah, and so I was the player two, I think, out of the three balls. So I was the one that only plays once one ball... But if you get the extra ball, you, can play you get it. another. Yeah. So I essentially spent my entire ball just looping trying the, to get a second the ball. ramp because yeah. you get well, an extra ball After for like 15, 15 or something yeah. ramps. <laughs> and it was very strange for me because I'm so used to tournament play and never doing what you have to do to get an extra ball right. intentionally. Yeah. It completely threw me and made me uh, change my strategy. Oh, how weird. So it's very, it is a weird thing and it's a weird thing to have to adapt to in that environment because it's the, the highest pressure, mm-hmm. you know, the most tense. And you're like, how do I play this? Oh, don't do that. Do this totally other weird thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I, we, we did get the extra ball, but I kind of like drained in the process of getting it. So it almost didn't matter. That's the curse of the extra ball. I know. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. But anyway, to answer your question about the plaques. Um, yeah. So I, I just assumed that that was a thing that the, the tournament, the, the league did. It's not fair of me to ask you that. I'm sorry. I heard that, that story from Alexia yeah. a couple nights ago. Yeah. And so like, then oh. we were like, where's our plaque? And they're like, you don't just get one. They made they those. Made, like, yeah. Oh. Alan from the Wrecking Crew made those specifically for his team. Yeah. And so we <laughs> have had someone who will remain unnamed. Mm. who has been supposedly working on those ever since then, and they've yet to materialize. Oh, come on. So <laughs> it's you got to like, ask Alan. <laughs> but I did. I promised people. I'm like, hey, we get a plaque if we win. So oh, no. <laughs> we're going to put your name, even though you're just a sub, like you're going to be on the plaque too, to, to all of our subs. Because we, we had some subs who played like four or five matches last year. Oh, wow. Year. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, we're going to make sure they put everyone's name on. And then mm-hmm. we didn't get our plaque. <laughs> so I was like, sorry, dude. <laughs> oh, so geez. much for that. But yeah, if or when it actually happens, we will make good on that. Um, that'll be you have cool. that on record right now. Yes, yeah. it's, it's, that's why that's I'm saying I want it to be yeah, out yeah. there. <laughs> so how about you guys? Are you doing okay? We are doing okay. Uh, we're two and one right now, so that's not a bad place to be. Mm-hmm. And our first week was really great for Pen Pals. Um, we came out of the gate swinging pretty hard. Mm-hmm. And we played... Jesus, I should know this. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, I feel like we played one of the newer teams, but not freshly new this season. Um, there are a lot of teams now. It's hard to keep track. There's 22 teams, oh which means God. there's 222 players or 220 players it, playing yeah. every um, every Monday. So I, I I was just pulling it up here to help you. Bad news, you. Ballers. Oh, there or wait, go. is that it? Yeah, it's a newish team. Yeah. So they're they're what two seasons in. Thank mm-hmm. you, Graham. Yeah. 
I just want to uh, mention as an aside, uh, when I type into my search bar in, on Chrome Monday night, pinball comes up before football yes. or raw. Ah. Yes. <laughs> Success. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it was cool. Cause I think the highlight that I can take away from that night is that, uh, so Robbie played both singles matches and one double and I played both doubles matches and one single mm-hmm. and I got eight points and he got eight and a half. Oh wow. So like our two captains got maximum points. Oh, is night. Robbie the co-captain? Uh-huh. That's yeah, yeah. awesome. So that was really cool. And the rest of the team played really great. We won by like a 15-point margin. Uh, it might have been more than That's that. huge. Uh, actually, there are three, three, we won by a 15-point margin. We might have won by more on this one, but it was really good. We won. It felt nice. Like the first three rounds, we were ahead, ahead, ahead. And then I think they got one point on as the fourth round. But mm-hmm. it, we're really strong at home. It helps yeah. a lot. I should say, by the way, that I am not having a great season, personally. Aww. But <laughs> I'm glad everyone else is. They're picking <laughs> up the slack. You're gonna. You know, it's funny you should mention, too, uh, doing well at home. And I feel like we, you know, Soto Jerks have this this reputation for, like, just being super dialed on our own games. Right. And uh, But it's funny because we've had some, we've been just smacked so down. So, like, flops. We've had some seriously close calls at, yeah. at home. And, and the like closest was... Like a or something? Just in general, like oh. down to pinball in the either semis or quarter, whatever, one of those postseason matches, mm-hmm. they practiced all week and they came in and I think round one, it was either 19-1, I think it was 17-3 in their favor at home. And That's we were just crazy. like, we are fucked. Crazy. Yeah. And that was actually, you know... For for all the talk of like oh yeah those guys whatever they're like blah, blah, blah. we had to really buckle down and be like oh my god it's time to like this, it's time to really get serious yeah and I could not believe that we pulled that off because I I was even saying I'm like hey that's great for happen, them and if they beat us like that what a feather it. in their cap yeah, yeah that's huge yeah and and it really um it, it really rattled us and the fact that we came back and and won was amazing to me. But I have to give them huge credit. I oh, mean, yeah. They are, they're really good. That's and they amazing. really come out and like put a ton of effort into it. And it, it very nearly got them past us. Man. So, so there's the Achilles heel of soda jerks. Go out and practice like serious business. It's true. <laughs> it is true. Um, um, I mean, like we managed to be eight in week 10 last season by 20 points. Wow. And uh, like specials. Oh, you wow. Know? And it's like, what just happened? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I was so proud. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. I saw that that Chris Chin now is subbing with the yeah. other team. By the yeah. way, <laughs> well, he's he's a free agent. Mm-hmm. So is Laura Hale, which is nice. I should just say too, as an aside, like, you know, I'm locked into Soda Jerks pretty tight, but it's my little secret desire to, like, I Go wish, sub. yeah, I wish I could just take a, a season where I just either start a new team and just have it be all new players and just try to build it up, mm-hmm. or just sub. That sounds really fun, especially if it was me with Ari. We yeah. could just go as a team. Be like, if you need ever need two subs, we'll come as a pair, and um, just see what it's like playing for every other team. I've done that one season. It mm-hmm. was fun. You kind of you feel uh, ingratiated to the team that you're subbing for, totally. and when they win, you're like, yeah, yeah. we did it. Yeah, but, but there's not like as much pressure, right? Because they're happy to just right. have you there at the end of the day. Totally. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. It's a good time. It's just tough because there's you know my business is tied up with it. Um, they might be kind of annoyed. They're like, what are you mm. doing? You know, going and playing. For if the... they're even paying that much I, attention. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'm not saying that they would be. I'm just saying that's what, one of the things I sort of worry about. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm, I'm going to interject with one of the few things that I actually have to say about Monday Night Pinball personally. Mm-hmm. And that is I have been asked to sub 
many times and I've never actually subbed. You got to do it one time. Well, I mean, I, I have had band, band practice, practice on Monday nights, but we're kind of uh, on a hiatus right now because oh. Zach just had baby number two. Right. Uh, so, guys... Uh, go ahead and ask me again because I guess I could. I think mm-hmm. I need someone yeah. for this Monday. We might have oh, do you really? Mike, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let me check my schedule. And okay. that's right down yeah. the street too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah it's over a, the hill, but not game. too far. Actually, this Monday might be hard for you because now we're at we're at another castle. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> You're going to um, be driving the drive I just drove. Yeah. Oh. I live right next to. Another, oh no, no, I won't be driving. It takes two hours on the bus. Right. Oh, well, Kayla, um, we do have a car here at the house now. That's true. And also, I'm not drinking uh, for the next month or so. So Yay. you know, driving back and forth is pretty easy. Let's mm-hmm. talk. All right, let's talk. Okay. <laughs> That's a fun place to play too. I would like. I would mm-hmm. enjoy that if I were you. <laughs> if I were you, if I were you, sure. I would have fun. So you should do it. If Bobby was Graham, he right. would do it. <laughs> <laughs> if I could, that's yeah. Okay. That that was oh. actually one of my thoughts though when I thought about um, the subbing thing was like, oh, it'd be so easy to sub for them because they're yeah. just right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Well, this has been awesome. I'm yeah. really glad you came back. Oh, yeah. thanks. It's been really fun for me too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I said something of interest. Oh no, well, it was a great conversation. It was great. Cool. Yeah. So people need to go to Coin Dexter's. Right. The new Capitol Hill Full Tilt in January when it opens. Yes, Coin Dexter's. By the way, is eighty five fifty six Greenwood Avenue North. There we it's are. It's right across the street from Houndstooth. Oh, great. So if anyone knows them, yeah. So um, the Houndstooth team is at your or no. Is there a team that's going to be at Queen Dexter's now? So that's or... a little bit weird, but the so the goat is closing, or right. maybe has closed. I think of... they have closed by now. I always made the joke that like they closed down because El Chupacabra is so close to them. I know, it's <laughs> <laughs> like right there. That's perfect. Thanks. I like it. I got a little clap from Graham. Yes. <laughs> and then the weird thing is, there's a mural at Coin Dexter's that I'm pretty sure has El Chupacabra like devouring a goat. Oh, really? Well, yes. I mean, it's a goat sucker. Telling That's the story. Of... The yeah, it's like right there on the wall. <laughs> the pre- Yeah, I saw right that there. and I was like. Do you, did you guys do is that about the the goat and they're right. like oh no that's kind of funny though yeah because i asked them when i first went to the goat i said do you guys ever get stressed out that chupacabra is across the street and they're like what i'm like because it means goat sucker and they're like oh yeah no it's fine they're there first we get it that's hilarious yeah. <laughs> but so they closed and their team is moving to coindexters that's gonna be cool however it's a weird thing where like they're gonna they're going to be there as a temporary team they are going to try to go back to the goat if the goat reopens, but we aren't uh-huh. sure if that if, if that'll happen or not. And if it doesn't, then they might become permanent. Or I, I don't really know. I hope so. I do know that we want a Coin Dexter's team one way or another. Yeah. So whatever we have to do to make that happen, we will. That'd be cool. But I wanted to say before when I mentioned Houndstooth that um, one thing I tried really hard to do when I set up the lineup for um, Coin Dexter's was I looked at all the other places in the neighborhood, including the goat when it was still there, uh-huh. and. Uh, only used games that no one else had that's great so the only one that's a crossover at all is there's a there's another medieval down the street but there's but that's kind of like you need it. that you have to have that yeah game. but other than that i'm pretty sure there are lineups are totally different so it's a good reason for people who don't normally go to greenwood to come to the block and check out do a little greenwood places. tour yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. that'd be great yeah. yeah. Any anything else to plug here, Bobby? No, I think I'm good. Okay, because in that case, I've got a great segue. Um, Skillshot is putting out its 50th issue mm-hmm. um, here at the end of the year. So look out for that in about a, a month, probably late October, early November is when you'll see it. And uh, we are also celebrating, we've probably mentioned this a couple times, 
uh, our 10th anniversary. 10 years. Yeah. And That's there's, crazy. you know, don't quote me on the exact time or date because it's it still hasn't in the been works. officially yeah. announced, but, um, you know, we're, uh, we're looking to have a celebration here at the end of the year. So, oh yeah. Uh, it's going to be a good time. Yeah. Whatever we do. Check that out. <laughs> Skillshot <laughs> was one of the work. first cool things I ever discovered in pinball. They made I hope it feel like other a real cool things too. <laughs> many, many, many other cool things, but it was like one of the first where especially cuz I come from like a little punk rock background. A little bit like on the outskirts Some of zines. it. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, "Whoa." That was, yeah, and I met Gordon and Brad uh, that night and saw the zines and saw chicken with penis sitting uh-huh. around yeah. and <laughs> and that was yeah, that was one of those those moments that was like things are starting to happen. Yeah. You know, and it made me want to get more involved Like too. in the VH one behind the music you like the night that i met brad and gordon exactly (laughs) and that was also the same day i met i met everyone like that was the the day i met raymond and Jarrett and those guys so i kind of met all the people who are still important to me in in pinball or one of was just a little baby ones yeah he was 15 or something Hmm. yeah and destroying the ring which i had never and i was like who is this kid oh my god yeah so and it's and it's amazing to me like to see that now he won the world pinball championships and was you know interviewed That's my by little several buddy, news, you know? news outlets. That's yeah. just and we were chatting with them between rounds. We're like, pick this. You have a better <laughs> chance against Kaylee on the. And this is as Kaylee is our friend too. And so, this is you when he's in Copenhagen. So yes. you're like up really. Yeah. Oh late. yeah, I set I set the alarm oh and like got out of bed and oh, was wow. just oh yeah, that was exciting. And seeing them play some of the games that we we learned how to play. I with went, Kaylee went yeah. with Raymond to Kaylee's house and he taught us how to play Jackpot. And then they're playing it in the world. It was just surreal. Oh, it was still either surreal. him or, or Kaylee. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And just even talking about it now, I'm like, did that actually happen? <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, kind of crazy. That's so, so awesome. And that all came out of that one night with, you know, same night that I met those Skillshot guys, which mm-hmm. is a, a tournament at James Eads house in 2009, Man. I think. Wow. So, yeah. Congratulations to all of you involved with Skillshot. Yay. That's amazing. Yeah. Um. We, uh, I have a couple other podcast-related sure. shout-outs, if that's all right. Go for uh, it. Shout-out to my friend Ian, who uh, whom I met in Lisbon last year, uh, just traveling ab- around. Oh, but he works yeah. for SoundCloud, and he saw me post uh, our last episode and shot me a quick message and said, Hey, I noticed that you use SoundCloud for uh, like our premium account for your podcast, and that's awesome. Keep up the good work. I just gave you two extra, two uh, free years on top of what so, you already yeah. have. Great, so, thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, thanks, Ian. That's really really cool. Uh, also, shout out to Tamika Rowan because she is uh, yeah, a Patreon a... uh, patron of ours mm-hmm. now. Thank you so much, Mika. Awesome. It really helps uh, us do what we do. Hopefully so for another ten thank years. You so much. Uh, can I give a shout out real quick? Yeah. Please. I want to give a shout out to Evan from Pinheads who hooked me up with the Coindexters guys. That's great. They might not yeah. have ever known who I was or known that I exist. And they asked him because they knew him from having some of their games at right. uh, Teddy's, I believe. Mm-hmm. They asked him what he thought. And he said, use use Bobby. And they came to me. And now, now that's the thing I'm doing. And it's really helped me a lot. That's fantastic. So I really, and that especially comes from a, point, a perspective of you know someone who was at one point at least sort of a arguably a rival you know he did the games mm-hmm. some of the games at olaf's and things mm-hmm. like that so but he, he didn't have to do that yeah. and he did it and that was really cool of him so yeah. that's awesome thank you evan yeah thank you evan he and yeah. i went to high school together really yeah. <laughs> at the same time at the same time but we did not know each other oh but mm-hmm. he was like a senior when i was a sophomore or something like that um i would have three shout outs real go quick. for it um first one is to paul dreyer who i saw a week and a half ago he's in town for a marathon which he completed very good job. I think it was like 26 miles or something awful like wow. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we played Star Wars together and that was great. Um, 
And then, gosh, what was the second shout out? Oh my gosh, did I totally forget it? Oh, yeah. Second shout out to Andrew WK for putting on the guest list for his show last Sunday. That was so fun. <laughs> we didn't get to hang out or play pinball, and that's okay. You know, no harm, no foul, but he, he did play, put on a really great show. And the third shout out is whoever did the Simpsons related graffiti around the corner from Flip Flip because that made me really happy. <laughs> like, there's two little um, circular kind of like meters there, and it says, You don't win friends with salad. I was like, yes. <laughs> like, and I, I carry, I like made people go over there. I was like, look, this is great Simpsons reference. And everyone's like, I don't know what that's from. I was like, Lisa the vegetarian, where they're like, don't want friends with salad. Don't want friends with salad. And then Marge joins in and she's like, mom. And she's like, like what? It's catchy. <laughs> so whoever did that, you're a winner in my heart. That's awesome. <laughs> Lovely. All right. Well, I guess that's it. That's Thanks again, Bobby, for joining us. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. All right. Awesome. See Thanks you guys next time. Yeah. Later.